Welcome to Daily Das Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Chava Evans, and today we're going to study Tractate Ivamot, Daf 40a. Specifically, we're going to look at the conversation regarding the status of Yibum as a commandment. So in what sense is Yibum a mitzvah? Is it preferable somehow to Chalitza? And does it require proper dots, proper uh, intention, as we know a mitzvah requires? So this conversation really begins with a brisa, which is cited previously on Daf 39b. So we're going to backtrack a little bit and go and look at that uh, brisa. And this brisa compares the mitzvah of yibum and the mitzvah of eating shayare hamincha, the part of the mincha which is offered but not burnt on the mizbeach. However, I just want to note that only the second half of the brisa is brought on 39b, and we're going to see that the first half, which would have been really useful, is brought at the beginning of Ardaf on the top of 40a. So, um, as quoted on 39b, the brisa reads, "Man tana daha leha ditana rabanan yevama yevo alecha mitzvah shebet hilach haita alav bichlal heter." So in English, and this is a very long uh, translation for a very short brita, but that's how it goes. So who is the Tana who's taught us this following brisa, which was taught by the rabbis? which is Ditanu Rabbanan, meaning that it seems to be unattributed. So we have a Pasuk, this is all the text of the of the Brisa, we have a Pasuk that says, her Yavam shall cohabit with her, shall have relations with her. This is from, I believe, Leviticus 6, yeah. Because originally before she married her husband, who eventually died, this Yavama was included in that which was allowed to him. So she was allowed to him. Then, upon marriage to his brother, she became forbidden to the original uh, man, because now she was his brother's wife. Then, when her husband died childless, she again became permitted to the first man. Therefore, one might have thought that she should revert to her original status of permitted to the first man. Lest you think that, however, we have this pasuk which reads, Yevamayevo Alecha. So, he the Yevamit shall cohabit with her, and that is a mitzvah, uh, according to the Brisa. So, then the remainder of 39b presents two readings of the Brisa, one from Rav Yitzhak Bar Avdimi and one reading according to Rava. So the Rav Yitzhak Bar Avdimi uh, reading attributes the Brisa to Abba, Abba Shaul, who we know from elsewhere, requires that Yibum be undertaken for the sake of, uh, of mitzvah. So according then to this read, the Pasuk Yivamo Yavo Elecha is there to teach us that, the, that Yibum must be undertaken the Shem Mitzvah, not, for example, because the Yavama happens to be attractive to the Yavam. Rava, on the other hand, holds that the Brisa follows the view of the Chachami, meaning that he reads that first part um, about uh, Rabbanan as actually meaning Chachamim, and he doesn't attribute it to somebody who's not named, uh, i.e. Abba Shaul. 
So the thrust of Rava's uh, reading is that the Pasuk is there to teach us that Yibum is a, is a mitzvah. Well, it is not a mitzvah, at least on the level, uh, um, or, well, chalitza is not a mitzvah on the same sort of level. So really what Rav is trying to teach us is that Yibum and chalitza are just not on the same sort of level, which we know chalitza is de Rabbanan, um, Yibum is, seems to be de Raisa. So to summarize, we have this mechalochet that confronts us at the top of 40a, which is this. Rav Yitzhak Barakdimi holds that the Brisa implies that Yibum is a mitzvah, meaning that it must be undertaken specifically the Shem mitzvah, rather than for some ulterior motive like she happens to be very pretty. Rav, on the other hand, holds that the Brisa's point is that Yibum is the primary mitzvah and not merely one of several options. And I just want to sort of note here that it seems like there might be a couple different ways to accord these two opinions, that they don't happen, they don't have to be entirely mutually exclusive, but there they are. So at the top of our daf, then we have the Gemara, which begins with a challenge to Rav Yitzhak Baradimi's understanding of the Brisa, and it turns out that the Gemara does not quote, as I said before, the entire Brisa at the beginning of 39b, but that there was a preceding part which it left out and which it has saved and starts, you know, at the top of our daf 40a with the second half of this Brisa. So this part of the Brisa, um, which should have been the first half, is about comates, and you're going to see, I think, without too much difficulty, that there are a lot of parallels between this first half and the second half. So what's comates, um, also known as shayarei hamincha, uh, really it's something like a matzah ball or a dumpling which is made out of flour, and it's brought as part of the mincha offering, but it's not burned on the mizbeach. So here we'll just read this part of the b'risa, the what should be the first half, in English for the sake of time. So the Torah states, Aaron and his sons shall eat what is left of it, i.e. the komets or this matzah ball thing, shall be eaten unleavened in a holy place, and this is a mitzvah. So already you start to see the parallels. For originally, before the contents of the mincha were, were sanctified, it became forbidden to the priest. Subsequently, when the mincha was sanctified, it became forbidden to him. And then, when the komets was removed and burned uh, later, it reverted to its permitted status. Therefore, it might have been thought that the komets should have reverted to its original permitted status. That is why we need the, the pasuk, the, the verse, mitzvah kadesh, to indicate that that is a mitzvah. Okay, so for the most part, those are parallel. There happen to be a couple of differences. So that's at the top of our daf. And then the Gemara attempts to explain that the statement of the Brisa about the mitzvah of eating the Sha'arei HaMincha, according to the Gemara, before the flower of the Mincha offering is sanctified, you're permitted to eat it. However, once it has been sanctified, one is, pro is prohibited from eating it. When the komets of the Mincha is offered on the Mizbeach, the remaining flower of the Mincha becomes permitted to be eaten. You might have thought that the remaining Mincha would be eaten in the same manner in which, in which it would have been eaten before. Therefore, the Torah teaches us the mitzvah, that it must be eaten in the proper way, and it may not be eaten in some as yet unspecified different way or alternative way. We don't know what that is yet. So you'll notice this parallel, right? Both mitzvot involve some action which must be done specifically in one way, but not in another. If the author of the entire brisa is Abba Shaul, then the brisa's intent is probably to teach us that the act of yibum and the act of eating this komates dumpling thing both need to be done l'shem mitzvah. An act done for impure motives, shalol l'shem mitzvah, is not only not a mitzvah, it is, at least in the case of Yibum, forbidden. And not just a little bit forbidden, really forbidden. So you notice that the Brisa does not specify um, in what other way you might eat the Sharei Hamincha, right? 
excuse me. So what is this other way? I mean, we know that with Yibum you have Chalutza um, as sort of the other way, but we don't really know what it is with this Komets. Um, so the Gemara suggests and ultimately rejects the possibility that uh, the way that we're not supposed to eat it is Achilat Achila Gasa, which is sort of like a gross kind of way of eating something. But it ultimately rejects this answer because Achila Gasa never actually constitutes an act of eating, such that the verse should need to come and exclude it specifically with regard to this Kolmetz. The Gemara concludes then that the verse means to exclude eating this dumpling in a state of chalut, which seems to be boiling water. Somehow boiling water was poured on top of it. I don't know, that seems a little odd. So Rashi and Tosfos ask then why the Gemara does not answer simply that the verse teaches that the Sharei Hamincha may not be eaten shalolashi mitzvah, such as eating, like we said, to um, satisfy one's hunger or to enjoy the taste of the thing. Perhaps then the Gemara does not give this answer because the Kholmates may be eaten with may actually be eaten with any intention, which is, we haven't really thought of that as a possibility. And one does not need to eat it specifically l'shem mitzvah. So this would totally destroy the parallel between the two if we're reading the second half of the b'risa in terms of uh, Abba Sha'ul. So only Yibum requires proper intent, because if one has the intention to do the act for his own pleasure, then he risks transgressing this, this now is, is talking about Yibum, then he risks transgressing that very severe Isur of Eshes Ach. Not a good thing. Don't want to do that. So in contrast, one who eats the Mincha does nothing wrong when he eats it with the intent to enjoy it, even if it's not L'shem Mitzvah, at least he's not over some really terrible Isur. Okay, so that's that's the answer of Rashi and Tosfos as to how to read this entire thing. Problem is that I, well, I have a couple questions. I'm sure there are answers, but I don't quite understand. And I'll give you one of my questions. Why is it that both Rashi and Tosfos assume that one can eat this komets for his own personal benefit? It seems like a strange thing to assume. So eating this komets with the intent with with the intent of having it be for his personal benefit should be. For, forbidden because the mincha is hektish, it's sanctified. Although the Torah permits eating a sanctified item in this case, it should permit it only l'shem mitzvah, lest one transgress the sore against benefiting from hektish. So it seems like there should be something in place to tell 